Um, other than that, you know, you're, you're good. Cool. Um, cool. Want to take the floor, introduce yourself, all that? Okay, sure. So I'm Desiree. I was born in Chicago, but my parents are from Mexico City. Um, I love going to Mexico. I try to go like once a year, though. It's been like a year and a half since I've been there because of the pandemic. Um, I went to SCAD for fashion design. Uh, Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia, for people who don't know what SCAD is. Um, and then I lived in New York for a year and I did freelance work there uh, and just hated living there because it's like gross. <laughs> um, so then I moved to LA and I love LA. So trying to figure out how to get it all to work here. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I again, you know, because we had already had a conversation um, a little bit about what you do. Um, I guess fortunately in a way, because now it'll, it shouldn't feel like new information, but because right. of how fucking trashed I was <laughs> when we spoke, half of it will, because I remember so much about uh, like you talking about um, just like how... Um, uh, being first gen, like we really bonded on that mm -hmm. and, you know, going into a field and I mean, anything in arts or design fashion, um, it's not, I guess, typical of, of people like ourselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, shit, that's probably a, a good place to start just in terms of like, why, why are you the person that you are today in terms of, uh, like fashion, like where, what was there like a moment as a kid where you were just like, I like clothes and shit a lot more than the average yeah. person. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I guess luckily I'm not the oldest. So the pressure to like succeed and be perfect is less yeah. for me than like my older brother. Um, though both of my brothers are engineers. So they wow. like, they picked like real careers. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm here, the like purple haired, like gypsy girl yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out like what I want. Um, but I just, I feel so lucky and grateful that my, my parents are just supportive and really just want me to be happy. Um, and I feel like I have a strong work ethic because like I, like they, they're here and they're doing what they're doing to have a, like a, a good life, better life than they had before. Like they want the best life for me and my siblings. Um, and that's like really, that's really helped me get to where I am right now mm -hmm. like if you know maybe what if they weren't so supportive about fashion and they wanted me to do engineering like I well, what would I do I don't know I've never actually considered like a quote real career yeah. it just sounds like terribly boring <laughs> um so and but no like literally my whole life I've been into fashion like I always loved dressing up and just like being extra and just like I like I say I'm like a fantastical person because I just like love fantasizing on like making like daydreams and just thinking about like uh, different lives and like what if and yeah. I'm also super nostalgic and I'm just like in my head a lot. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with fashion you can like you can like become someone else with what you're wearing. Like I don't usually wear like 
you know, this kind of like floral summery dress, mm. but like, I'm like, I'm going to Santa Monica. I'm going to wear this dress. I'm going to be a Santa Monica girl. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can like do that just based on like what I'm wearing. I can like create a story and like a persona and a fantasy basically. Um, but yeah, I've been into that since I was a kid. Like I would, I, we'd go to the grocery store and I'd dress up like the little mermaid just for fun, <laughs> just cause like I wanted to. And like my mom was like, okay, sure. And like, thank God she let me just do that, you know? Um, I'm laughing cause like in my head, like hearing you say as a little kid, but like, uh, <laughs> like the, the, like if the reality if, like, uh, instead you're not a little kid when this happened, you were actually, like, 16. Oh, my God, <laughs> You're no. still going to the store as a mermaid, man. I, like, well, that's funny, mermaid, man. Um, but, uh... I was way too self-conscious at 16 to, like, yeah, do anything like yeah. that. Yeah, dude, I mean, that's... So, that's... To me, that's cool. And I, I think where I relate is anytime I'm in a suit, I, like, feel, like, way more... I'll stop just more. It's fucking more of mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to describe. Like when I wear a suit, like I'll fuck around and like, I don't know, if I'm coming out of a restaurant, I'll like walk back to the wrong car, like thinking like, oh, that Lambo's mine. Because I, oh, I yeah. fucking, I look the part, you know what I mean? But but like, uh, I don't know, something like I, that, that's where I can, like there's certain things when I wear. Um, uh, and like some clothes can be so comforting. Like if you're having a bad day or it's like raining outside and you just want to be comfortable and like have some ice cream and you have like the perfect pair of joggers, like yeah. it just like is so comforting and it feels like you're in a cloud Yeah. yeah. when you're, when you're wearing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't even know, even, um, um, uh, <laughs> I remember like the couple of times as a kid, uh, playing basketball in a, uh, Michael Jordan jersey, um, just like wearing that jersey, like literally, it just, it shouldn't. Like I know I'm not as good as Michael Jordan at basketball, but when you wear the jersey, jersey, yeah, I'll wear this jersey and it'll be like, oh shit, like this. I could do this. It just gives you like this little extra juice and and mm-hmm. confidence that like you know, like you said, like a good outfit, um, just uh, you know, it, it's it's um. It's interesting. I mean, because, like, I feel like then, like, the next levels of fashion is, like, not just, like, outfits, but then, like, figuring out what cuts look good on you and this and that. And obviously, you know, we'll get into that at some point. But, like, like there's there's just so many um, lanes. I guess I'm curious because, like, I, choosing fashion, um, you know, I'm looking at, like, the, the drapes in front of these windows now and, like, I don't know, some of the posters that I have up in terms of, like, those are also outlets to create things mm-hmm. and like blend colors and shapes and stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's interesting cause like there's design just like in general, mm-hmm. there's a lot under that umbrella, but then like specifically choosing clothing, obviously like you've, you've explained that, but was there ever any moment where like just art in general and design, like did you ever struggle to like choose how, like the outlet? Like which art? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've always been like an artist, like creative kind of person, but it's no, it's never been a struggle of deciding, oddly enough. Like for a while, I thought maybe I'll be an interior designer, but like that was just like, I was just fucking around. Like I was just trying to think of other (laughs) options. Like it's always just been fashion. And like, I love art. Like I love drawing and like 
sketching and, uh, you know, like, like I took some AP art classes in high school. Um, but it's, it's always just been fashion. It's like the ultimate form of expression yeah. without having to say anything, yeah. which for me is amazing because I'm like more introverted. So for me to be able to say who I am without actually saying anything is kind of liberating. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's so cool because um, like. So obviously anyone in any field sees subtleties and nuances that um, someone like myself wouldn't. Uh, see uh, and and I guess in terms of the world of fashion and like are there things that I mean like even just you see someone walking down the street because um, I, I think I think I I've fallen in this category most of my life in terms of like the whole I don't care what I wear but even that in itself is a fashion mm-hmm. statement um, <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to to like to the people in the world where like you know they just I mean you know Oh, that's what punk rocks is all about. Yeah, yeah. Like you're wearing clothes because, I mean, partially there's a, it's a legal requirement. Right. <laughs> yeah, at some point yeah, you have to. Yeah, like at some point you just got to wear clothes and, um, you know, it's it's obviously no one wants to like leave the house naked. Probably very few people secure enough to just like do that even if they could. But like just like being like, okay, I'm just going to put on this shirt and jeans because like I got to put on something. Um like even if you're not trying to make a statement, fat like you're you're still, what you choose to wear is still like a representation mm-hmm. of who you are, whether or not like you care that it is, which is interesting to me because like like I guess what what do you see in like the everyday person when you're just like seeing their clothes and shit? Like what's going through your mind? I mean, you can just tell what a person is like doing, like. If they're dressed casually, you know they're doing something casual. Yeah. If they're dressed up nice, you you can think like, ooh, like I wonder who this person is. Where are they going? What are they doing? It's like intriguing. Um, so it you know it creates a story not only for me but like for other people too. And like I see other people and I can make up like pretend like you know what is their life like and you know what they wear definitely gives insight on you know, what they're up to and like who they are and how much they care about how they look yeah. versus how much they don't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Dude, that's cool. So, I mean, okay. So going back to going to school, do a lot of people are, are what percentage of people in the fashion industry do you think went to school for it? Most. Most. Okay. Um, there's some that, didn't like right now I have a coworker who she went to like a fashion high school mm-hmm. for like her senior year and then she did an associates at FIDM um but she didn't do like the full like four year bachelor's fashion degree um but she's like in the fashion industry and she's like really strong and like really good at what she does um but I feel like most of the people I've met have done like the traditional like SCAD or Parsons or FIT um, you know, kind of education. And it definitely helps, like, seeing a school like that on a resume definitely helps you get interviews. Uh, just because, you know, when they see it, it's like, honestly, like, SCAD and Parsons and FIT are like you know, Harvard and Yale of, like, fashion and art. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a leg up, but there's so many things that even you can't learn there that, like, like I'm learning so much 
at my job right now that there's like there's no way I would have been able to learn while I was in school. Right. Because it's just it's a different environment. Yeah. 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 That's I mean, uh, and that, I, I think that's true in mm, probably all industries. Right. I mean, there's nothing like actual experience, uh, real world experience, being <laughs> surrounded by people who don't give a fuck that like you're young or new to it. It's like, hey, I need this thing need it now or whenever and just do it. And like, like, yeah, there's nothing like that in terms of just, uh, learning. And, um, yeah, I feel like there's a, there's a sink or swim moment for every, especially in the arts. Like, mm-hmm. like, um, it's, it's kind of like, uh, college sports. Um, and then like going into the professional leagues and like, um, do do you watch sports at all? No. No. Okay. Yeah. No. No worries. But like, yeah. It's it's just there's such a there's such a big difference between because um, uh, people be like, oh, I like college football more than uh, um, uh, the NFL because it's more exciting. But like, the excitement is actually like all the inefficiency and like the lack of accuracy. Um, games will you know the the score will be like seventy to like sixty eight, and like an NFL game will be like nine to six because right. hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, 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 uh, you know, <laughs> the, the, the pros just know what they're doing at a higher level. And um, it's the same thing with music, too. I would say, like, um, even if you went to a really top music school um, and you played in, uh, you know, a great orchestra or um, whatever, whatever it is that you, you do in music, then like when you actually get out there and play with like a real pro group, it's like, fuck, mm-hmm. this is a different pace, mm-hmm. you know? Like maybe, I don't know what it's like in the fashion where like maybe you had this final project in school that you had like months and months to work on, but then like, right. I don't know, maybe you have like a, a week or something yeah. to like just come up and like finish something. Like what, what, what's like the job look like for you? Yeah, it's, it's really different from what school was like. So in school, it's super hands-on and you have to learn everything mm-hmm. because like you can't, you can't design a table if you don't know how to put it together. So same thing with like a dress. Like they they teach you how to like cut the fabric, like how you're specifically supposed to pin it down so it doesn't move and how to like sew it together and like different techniques for like making it, like finishing it properly. Um and then they teach you also like concepts, like how to how to conceptualize different things so that you're not just copying like what's already there and you have to learn how to like make the patterns and how to drape and like everything like so hands-on and then you go into the industry and if you work for a company that's more than 10 people it's like it's so different because then you're not the one who's actually making the clothes anymore that's what the sample makers are for you're the person who's basically engineering it. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Half the time I feel like I'm I'm not a fashion designer, yeah. I'm a fashion engineer. Yeah. Um I have to like read I have to read the construction pages, like make sure that the right kind of stitching is called out so that the factory uses the right machine mm. um to sew it with, even though like I'm not there sewing it, but I have to, you know, know how it comes together still. Right. So it's it's become it's way more of like an office job than school really prepared me for mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, so much 
computer, like time in front of the computer and like so much data entry too. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually been really tough, like going from fashion school to like the actual fashion industry. It's so different. It's, it's so high pressure too. Mm. Cause now like in school, like I could design basically for myself, but now I'm designing for the company. Mm -hmm. Now it's about money and all these fashion brands are trying to make as much profit as possible. So there's no space for error and it's super fast paced and things are constantly changing. I'm a very basic person <laughs> and I preface what I'm about to say with that because <laughs> Emily in Paris <laughs> <laughs> is like, okay, okay. The, so, I mean that, that's just the, the more recent pop culture mm -hmm. fashion thing. Are any of those big movies and shows accurate at all in terms of like, well, okay. So like I had mentioned to you before we started, there's uh, fashion from a European lens, mm -hmm. from West Coast in the States, East Coast in the States. A lot of the movie, I, th I feel like most of the movies have incorporated like New York and mm -hmm. Paris and London, not really West Coast fashion that yeah, much. Yeah, LA is pretty small for right, fashion. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because this place is full of art and artists. Right. No, there's so many brands, but there's not, there's very few large companies yeah. for fashion here. Yeah. That's so, that's, well, shit, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But I, I guess like the, 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 um, uh, I, and I say Emily in Paris just because that's the latest example. Mm -hmm. But then of course, Devil Wears Prada, mm -hmm. um, which uh, shout out to my sisters. I have three older sisters. I have watched that movie 300 times. I love uh, that movie. Oh, it's fucking great. It's great. It's great. I'm not even going to like pretend like I only like watched it because of my sisters. Like the other 299 times I was like very willing to sit down and watch it again. But like it, it, it still, the, because obviously, you know, if you're making a movie or making a TV show, it just has to appeal to a fuck ton of people. So are any of those is any of it accurate when, cause, cause I, and I, and I asked that because I feel like so many people's entry into fashion would be based on like shit like that. So, yeah. Um, I would say yes, actually to a degree, like as far as like the devil wears Prada goes, like that was a magazine. So they weren't really, they weren't designing. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of a different, um, setup, but it, it is that fast paced. There are those high expectations. There are moments where you're like, this is literally impossible, but you have to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and there are, unfortunately, a lot of bosses and directors in fashion that are just like ruthless and yeah. cutthroat. And really, like if you don't deliver 100 percent of, you know, your effort 100% of the time, it's like they can find someone else so quickly because mm -hmm. there's way more people trying to work in fashion than there are actual jobs. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, partly because these companies want to make money and they don't want, you know, they want like with design specifically, everything we make, we try to get the cheapest materials. Yeah. We try to make the most, the highest quality garment with the cheapest materials to make the highest profit. Um, and it's similar with like the kind of people you hire for the company. Like you try to hire 
someone who's like younger and doesn't have as much experience, you don't have to pay them too much, but who's also just like amazing all Mm. of the time, Mm. which is so unrealistic and insane of an expectation to have. But there, I mean, there are people who are like that, who are just like really strong and learn really quickly um, and fast on their feet. And those like, you know, it's, a little bit easier, I guess, for them. Maybe not easier because they still work really, really hard. Um, but it's like it's hard to it's hard to be that person. Yeah. Who's just amazing all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's there's this pressure of like if you're not amazing all the time, like they could replace you like mm. in a second. Mm. Um, so it is like you know the kind of pressure that Andrea felt on on the Devil Wears Prada is like very real very real oh. like very real yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure and then um, Emily in Paris like her she was more of like what like marketing and advertising yeah she was like media person right yeah. media person yeah. so a little different from from design um, but at least uh, from the perspective of like being in Paris, I thought it was it was really funny because um, I, I took four years of French in high school and like I've been to Paris a couple times, so like I kind of understand the culture a little bit, at least a little bit more than mm. she does. So it was kind of funny to see her and like how you know Americans work way harder than yeah. people in Europe do, like yeah. as far as I know, yeah. right? Um, like I feel like people in Paris and Milan and stuff, they actually take vacations and have like normal work hours yeah. versus in New York City, like you are going, you're like a train constantly, like you mm. can't stop. Yeah. Um, and Emily was like, she had that kind of like work ethic and that kind of vigor. Um, and then she goes into this company in, in Paris and, and they're like, what? We don't want to change. Like we don't yeah. want to work more. Yeah. What, which is is kind of funny. Um, wasn't wasn't one of the first uh, scenes when she got there? Like her, like um, I think she was trying to come in like at eight or nine a.m. Mm-hmm. And, the and no was one was just, there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. People don't start working until like ten o'clock there, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah, I'm so jealous. Like I yeah. want to do that. Oh, that sounds fucking great. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing. Like all the all, just like American American produced movies that are based in Europe. It's probably a better way of saying that, but whatever. Um, <laughs> they, they, all the depictions are like somehow everyone has money, but they're working like two hours a day. Mm-hmm. They're drinking fucking wine all day long, cheese and shit. And it's like, um, but I, I guess in the, in the, in the, in the, because so many of these movies and, and films and shows, um, fashion is, has been like the lens into that like lifestyle in in a way and um but i mean uh, someone's got to be like working their fucking ass off like all the time because i feel like in the depictions it's just like oh you know like i'm just sitting here eating wine and cheese and then like a an idea for a dress just like popped out of nowhere and like that's it we're good yeah oh my god (laughs) Yeah. yeah like so i mean like like what Okay, so I guess the larger question is um, just fashion in general, no, no location in mind. Like, um, walk me through, like, 
fuck. Like this the design process? Design process, but like the difference between something popping, like an idea that you have that comes out of nowhere versus creating something because someone asked you to create something in their image and like there's this deadline. But it's like, what, what is it is, is, okay, to, to like actually choose a fucking path in this question, <laughs> right? Like how, do, do you have to get to a certain level where you are actually making what you want? And is it, is it starting off, is it like, are you, are you a part of things that other people want first? And then is there like some notoriety or something that you need to like be like, oh, like the, th- the shit that I'm thinking of, I'm going to put out and like people are just going to like buy and, and react too like what what's yeah okay so it's kind of hard to answer <laughs> but um you you also have to realize as a designer i don't necessarily have control over what actually makes it into right. the store yeah because there's there's buyers who like you know say um my company's designing this line and macy's is thinking about carrying it but they're not going to carry the whole line mm-hmm. they're just going to carry what they like right and so then there's the buyers who buy what they're confident is going to sell and so then a lot of times what you see in the store is like kind of like safe because it's going to sell right so the buyers like they have a lot of control over what actually makes it into the store and it's it's so hard because as a designer, I'm like, oh man, people should be wearing this. Yeah. Like I see this, you know, this is trending. Like I, you know, have all these ideas, but then unless it's like my store, like th- I could design like the coolest thing, and it's like it's not gonna make it yeah. that far. Yeah. Um, well, what was like the other part of your question? Well, no. So so now I'm I'm kind of thinking differently because I feel like something you just answered. Or something like you've you've kind of made me think about is there are so I'm what I'm gathering is that it is hard to think about fashion and not like the business of oh, yeah. fashion at the same time. They're like, so connected. Yeah. So so because I mean you can make whatever you want yeah. doesn't mean anyone's gonna buy it. Right. That being said, that means just like in every other industry, there are you know people who buy Ferraris, people who buy Toyotas and Hondas. You know, mm-hmm. and and. In that same, I guess, breath, it's like, um, what would you say is the percentage of people? Because the all the movies and shit, all the all the things that we see, it's this depiction like you're making five hundred dollar shirts, like ten thousand dollar purses. Maybe if you're you Gucci, know? right, right, exactly. So like Gucci, Louis, all these mm-hmm. all these big brands. But like, what are the the percentage of designers that are like making shit that like that's that exclusive mm. compared to like trying to make things accessible, things that will sell. Very few. Yeah. It's it's very difficult to get into a company like that, like a luxury or couture brand. There's not a lot just because it's, it's really hard. Like, you know, a lot of these high-end brands have like the haute couture line and then they have their ready-to-wear line. Mm. And the haute couture is all about like the inspiration and the dream and the fantasy and just creating something that no one has ever seen before. But they know uh-huh. like who's going to buy it, you know, who's going to wear Comme des Garçons on the street, you know, like no. 
let me, they will wear the, you know, the ready to wear, like the little heart mm-hmm. sneakers mm-hmm. or the t-shirt. Um, but not a lot of people are going to wear like the runway stuff. Mm-hmm. Like how, how would you wear that? Where and when? Mm-hmm. Um, so they have both, you know, the couture and the ready to wear to like balance each other out. One brings like the fantasy and, and exclusivity of the brand. And then the other one is, is more accessible mm. and purchasable. And that's where like the money actually mm-hmm. comes from. Um, so it's, it's really hard to find a brand like that to work for just cause it's a hard, it's a hard kind of company to run. Um, so there's just less of that than like, think of like how many brands there are carried in department stores that you've never heard of, like shirts and stuff like, uh-huh. Shout out to Izod. <laughs> and yeah, but sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there are so many like smaller private label yeah. brands yeah. Um, and like companies that, that sell to department stores that you've never even heard of. Right. And there's way more of those than there are luxury. Because right. you can actually make money selling, uh, you know, a normal shirt. Yeah. Um, you can actually make money selling a normal pair of jeans because right. people just want normal jeans to hang out with their friends. They don't, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to wear something crazy just to like go out for a walk, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so it's definitely, it's really difficult to find a job where you're designing something that you're like super passionate about. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's always, it's always about remembering who the customer is. Yeah. So, like where I'm working right now, um, like some of this stuff I think is super cute. And then some of it, I'm like, I don't think anyone should wear this. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not really designing for me right now. I'm designing for the company and for the customer. And even if I don't personally like it, I have to understand that someone will, and someone will buy it. Mm. Um, and someone is going to wear it. And so that's, you know, that's where like the business part comes in and you have to really understand like, people's like purchasing habits Mm. and like merchandising and all that stuff yeah yo this is i mean obviously this is what you do so it's at this point it's like you know whatever but but like a lot of what you're saying is blowing my mind right now because what you're saying like so i've i've had some people in dance and on the business side of dance on i'm a musician i've had musicians on um but so far i i feel like it's safe to say that of the arts stuff that fashion has a stronger tie to business Mm -hmm. than like i would say music or dance does in that there is such a um, and and this is not a bad thing, but like the the pri- like prioritizing the mm-hmm. business of fashion seems to be like a, a like a much much stronger driver um, like the business aspect than um, you know classical music. It's like uh, it, the attitude is like oh you're gonna sit down and listen to whatever the fuck we play dance. It's like you know I came up with this routine, watch it. But there seems to be so much response in fashion specifically to like we need to make what like the buyer mm-hmm. really really wants and that that that's so interesting i guess um 
where is the middle ground between creating something you that doesn't exist yet that you believe could be accessible to the masses and but like not fucking up and and like not making something like like how 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 do you stay original and make stuff for the masses yeah there's some like mid-range kind of brands that um aren't super common because they are a little more expensive but are also not like insanely expensive Mm -hmm. that no one can wear it it's like the kind of price point where you would just need a stable income to be able to afford to wear something like that and um, you know, for example, like Eileen Fisher, like mm. her stuff is, is pricey, but it's not like Gucci expensive. Um, but she's like very original. Like she has her, her vision and her aesthetic and like the materials that she uses, it, it's all cohesive. Um, and it all makes sense. And it's, it's almost the same, like season to season. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, who Eileen Fisher is, um, and it is hard because you can't, like at a certain point, like you can't get too cheap because, you know, like H&M level, they're super accessible and trendy and cute. But a lot of their stuff is like polyester and acrylic, which is plastic, basically. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people who make their clothes are underpaid in sweatshops in China or India or Bangladesh or something. And it. And the reason these clothes are so cheap is because the people who are making them are getting paid like five cents a day or something. Um, So, which is hard to understand as a consumer when you're so used to seeing like a $5 t-shirt and then you go to Eileen Fisher and you're like $40 for a t-shirt. Like that's stupid. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be that expensive, but you're you're paying for quality. You're oh. paying for the person who actually made this. Mm. You're paying for the the material. You know, like this is real cotton. You know, right. it's not it's not plastic. Um, and this will probably last longer too. And honestly, like I've taken apart some like clothes from like H and M and Forever Twenty One, and they're like so crooked and like poorly constructed that it's like no wonder it's so cheap. Like yeah. this is. It's cheap for a reason, you know? This isn't affordable. This is cheap. Yeah. Damn. Big difference. Yeah. 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 Uh, damn. Yeah, because cause I, I think I had, um, from what I remember when <laughs> we were talking a couple weeks ago, um, even I was aware of the distinction in terms of, um, like, the levels to all this shit. So, like, like uh, from... What I think I know, I remember there being a very clear difference, even if we're starting like, like, uh, I guess this is my concept of level one. We're saying a brand like um, Aeropostale or fucking... Abercrombie, Hollister. So that's funny because I would consider them level two. And okay. at least like, obviously I'm not defining like what I'm like the criteria for all this, but like... In the sense that, like, okay, so like mass market versus like mid range versus yeah, luxury. yeah, because because I would consider well, it's, so uh, like I, like even I would say Hollister is mid range, and then Abercrombie is like if there's like a upper mid range, if that's like possible for just going like full out like, I guess entry to high range in my perspective would be like Polo, Ralph Lauren, Lacoste, mm-hmm. and then. High range, high range is just like Gucci Versace, and up, yeah, yeah just everything <laughs> and up. But like, is that is that an is that 
I'm sure that's pretty accurate. Is that okay? Yeah. 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 So like at the bottom, like at the mass market is, uh, you know, the private label brands that design for like, uh, Target, Walmart, um, Costco, like there are specific brands that design specific Mm -hmm. collections for Costco. Mm -hmm. Uh, like Costco has, buyers yeah. for you know for fashion yeah. funny enough because you wouldn't think like costco fashion but like it's a thing yeah. um but yeah so there's there's that level of like the mass market of like making things like quote affordable but really it's just cheap yeah. and and kind of on the same level as you know h&m and forever 21 that just they might even be lower like they're trendier and they're like cooler mm. but the quality of their of their pieces is really really low, um, but it's affordable and like anyone can wear it and like anyone can transform for a day wearing yeah. an H and M dress, which is like kind of magical. But at the same time, like at what cost? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the environment and the people who are actually making the clothes yeah. are suffering so that we can be cute for a day. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, above that, there's like going into like mid-level like so stuff that's good quality but not super expensive but like also not like super like famous or notorious or anything um so just yeah like nicer kind of brands and then you go into like luxury and and then yeah it's it yeah, you're pretty on on the ball with yeah. your okay. little oh, yeah. Nice. See, I know a little something, a yeah. little something, but um, no, yeah, because that 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 it it stood out to me, and it's funny because like you're though everyday people don't know shit about fashion, like myself. The we do like uh, I, I'm thinking like middle school moments where someone says like, hey, like you're wearing this brand of shoes that like somehow society has deemed Mm -hmm. like not a cool brand. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm wearing these Jordans, which shout out to like, not even shout out because like, fuck, I don't make any money off of Jordans, but it's like, like Jordan from my perspective as a black man in America. So yes, that's Mm -hmm. quite biased, but like Jordan has like the strongest reputation in fashion in terms of branding like I personally have ever seen in that like since the beginning of my life till today it is like just as fucking strong yeah um like it, it's been solid yeah it's insane it's mm-hmm. insane because like I at least I'm not sure if in the middle class community there was any brand that was selling shoes for four or five hundred dollars to the middle class community in America. I'm not sure there's any brand that like convinced people to drop that kind of money. I mean, like this is like and they're like still going strong. Yeah. This is like this is like in some parts of the country, four or five hundred bucks is like over fifty percent of like rent in some parts of the country. And so <laughs> like Mm-hmm. Jordan and of course Nike in terms of advertising they are Nike Apple those are like the kings in terms of just marketing and advertising but still I mean there there's something specifically about the Jordan brand that like that from a um fashion perspective um or at least from my perspective I'd be like damn like that's that's insane and I guess again I'm kind of like just jumping all over the place but like uh <laughs> 
within fashion, I've always gotten a sense that shoes are an entirely different game than mm -hmm. clothes, even though it is under the category fashion. Is 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 shoes something that like is specialized in specifically? Yes. Okay. It's like a totally different major. Okay. Like me designing clothes, like I know very little about yeah. how to make a shoe. Um that like at SCAD that was specifically like accessory design is like shoes and purses. Because yeah. yeah, those are completely different. Like at the end of the day, the process is similar, mm -hmm. like the design process is similar, but the actual, like how it comes, how you actually make a shoe is very different, mm -hmm. like the machinery mm -hmm. specifically so, and the materials. So before, like, so I, because I, 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 I played, I've played basketball my entire life and I, I just like, I've taken note of ads over the years, like probably... So like the Kobe ads back in like 2012, 13, that's when I can remember um, in the advertisements there being like a mention of the like tech technological awareness behind the shoe. Like, oh, we've created it for comfort with these fibers and this and that. And so like, um, obviously I know that you don't um, work like, you know, in terms of uh, shoes yourself, but um, was the sense of comfort, do you know if like the sense of comfort for shoes, was that something that was like on the designer before like they started incorporating like engineers to like, just like come up with that part of the shoe? Because it seems like now they bring in entirely different people to deal with like the comfort and functionality of the shoe per se, but can you, yeah. I think it's like a collaborative effort. Yeah. Um, there's there's like the fashion designer and then there's the technical designer mm -hmm. and the technical designers are usually more in charge of like actual like measurements and like specifications and um, things like that. But the designer definitely has to take comfort and functionality into account because mm -hmm. if you don't, then it's like it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. It's like a, an architect and an engineer working together. Like you can't an architect can't just design like a really cool looking building without thinking about how are people actually going to get in and out of the building. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's collaborative for yeah. sure. Uh, it's not just on one person. Yeah. Do, do, does, um, and this, this probably isn't just like unique to shoes, but um, the technical design aspect, do those things have to happen like hand in hand at the same time? Like, like, I imagine if, I imagine the technical input could change like the design mm -hmm. itself. So do they have to happen like together or does yes. one come after the other? So they don't necessarily happen at the same time. Usually, traditionally, it's like you first you conceptualize and like sketch and design. Um, of course, keeping in mind functionality, but then usually once it's all designed and it goes into production is when the tech designers are super important because they have to make sure like this neck band is stretching enough so you can get your head into it or um like the the hem is like too short or whatever like the pattern is messed up it's like crooked uh like that's that's where they really come become important like once once it's designed i guess once it's conceptualized like they're super important mm -hmm. to make sure it's actually functional mm -hmm. functional wearable comfortable, realistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, God, man, 
Dude, shout out to my ADHD because <laughs> I just have, I have like, I have like a fucking like, um, what are those things? You ever see like, uh, you ever been to Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, I okay. hated it. <laughs> I got lost. Whoa. You hated Chuck E. Cheese? That, that I got is... lost in the like little maze tube things and oh. I'm like, I'm never going back. <laughs> oh man. Okay. And they're smelly too. That's a, yeah, that's a. There's so many kids. I'm like, I don't know anyone yeah. here. I can't get out. That's a shitty place to get lost in. Sometimes literally. Uh, that's another story, but um, I the the there's like this uh, machine in Chuck E. Cheese, like like the where you like have to like catch like bumblebees, mm-hmm. um, and but like they're like fucking going everywhere inside of it. That's like all the questions in my head right now. Yeah. I just have to like pick one because I have like a, a billion. But like the the thing that that kind of just came into my head now is. Um, Fashion, I, I don't even think this is a question. It's, it's just something I, I, I just like realize now. Fashion has such a big impact on the world mm-hmm. that like when, I, when you hear statements, when I hear statements like, um, what is a, so something happens to a woman, uh, she's walking by herself at night see some news story of an assault, something like that. Then you go to the comments to that post. What is she wearing? Right. That, that to me, like that, so that, because that popped in my head, I was just like, this. It's not even about the clothes at that point. Yeah. Though. Right. Again, which is like, that's like a whole, like, mm-hmm. like that's a problem that, mm-hmm. that we just have in society. But it, like the reason why I'm geeking out about that is because, I've never thought of it from the lens of fashion in terms of like, oh, what this person can make can like have such a impact on society in ways that like obviously when you're making whatever shoes or clothes or whatever, you know, maybe you're hoping that it sells, but you have no idea how it's actually going to like play out like in society and like how people are going to like judge each other for like what they're wearing I guess, you know, maybe now because, you know, we we just have so much data, but like, it's crazy. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm just thinking of like the person who designs a short skirt and them just like not knowing like what that could represent in a million different ways in society. But, But this is probably a good segue into fashion in terms of like the ethical aspects of it in that... Hmm. Okay. So let's say like the average size of a US citizen mm-hmm. has increased over the years. Mm-hmm. That obviously impacts fashion. Yeah. I'll I'll just leave it at that. And and like when so I think I think somewhere around the eighties 90s when like processed food and just fucking fast food just like really took force in this country that's when like weight gain on a yearly basis like per you know capita whatever really went up um obviously i think i think there are lanes of fashion that like still do not give a fuck about like you know like like the wokeness of it all at this point but i feel like most fashion brands have responded to the fact that like not everyone is a size zero, size one. But, like, I imagine there is fashion history 
you know, some at some point in fashion school, you just like learn about like how all this shit came to be. Do you do you know the history in terms of like how why did fashion start off in this like we only fuck with these this kind of size in a person? And then how did we get to the point now where like we're more accepting of like these different sizes and shapes and races? Like I know that's a big ass question. But, like like how how did that how did that come to be? Okay. Um, yeah, that's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really hard because when when you're designing, like you want to make samples to see like prototypes, basically to see like, okay, this is what I designed. What does it actually look like on a person? And when you make a sample, you want to make a size small because it's small because you waste the less fa- least amount of fabric. But then obviously there's a lot of people who don't fit into that box anymore or just never did and so then you have to it's more it's more work it's more design work and the like the way a plus size body fits in a t-shirt is going to be different so you have to like really change the specs to um specs as in like measurements Mm -hmm. to fit that kind of body um and so a lot of companies like are really reluctant to to go into plus size fashion because it's 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 more work, it's more money, it's more expensive, and they just they don't want to do it because they're already selling so well, they're already making profit. Like, well, like why should we go the extra mile to be size inclusive when we're already successful? Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes it really hard when you are like a larger person to like be able to find clothes that fit you well and are also trendy um, because there's not a lot of brands that cater to that. Yeah. Um, At what point did did that like start? I'm not really sure. Um, uh, It's it's funny though because like looking like people in general I think were just much smaller like a hundred years ago than they are now. Um, like Sorry, even, and, 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 and not not to cut you off, but do you say that in the sense that like it did not necessarily originate in this like sinister way of like prioritizing small bodies? Like part of that is just because people were smaller. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like like women were usually tiny. Yeah. Like there there wasn't a lot of people that were overweight because there wasn't fast food. Like mm-hmm. people, a lot of people didn't have food. Mm. Um, or they did a lot of like so much labor that they burn the calories versus now it's like we're in front of a computer and we don't have time to go to the gym. Um, but yeah, no, I think a lot of bodies back in the day just happened to be smaller. And now, now there's also... Um, not only like the fast food problem, but there's also a lot more mixing cultures and like different cultures have different body types. And so now all of a sudden there's all these different body types in America or in Europe that like weren't there before. And so now these fashion brands have to cater to these different kinds of like body types and cultures mm. that they didn't have to before, you know, like a fashion designer back in the day in London really only designed for women in London and women in London basically all ate the same thing and like did the same thing during the day. So they were all like had similar purchasing habits um, and were probably like similar sizes too. Yeah. 
versus like someone, you know, in Mexico, like eats very differently and has a different shaped body and therefore fashion designers in Mexico like cater to something totally different. Mm -hmm. But now that it's like all mixed together, it's, it's definitely harder. Um, and a lot of companies are, are struggling to see the bigger picture and design for everyone when they, they already have their customer. Yeah. Cause yeah, like why, why work to expand in a certain direction that you don't really need to. Right. Right. And I mean, so, I mean, from, from, there's a difference between like when shit actually started and then like when I noticed it. But like, I feel like a lot of this stuff, like I'm thinking about certain companies that kind of like, you know, took, took a, um, that were, I guess, first in this. Like, I, I remember, I feel like, uh, Dove. For example, I know it's not fashion, but like it's just a company that, in general, it's beauty. It's yeah, yeah, hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. Right, just which is funny because now that I think about it, it's like um, it's, it's, it's it. I think it's funny like representation in terms of like selling soap. But it, anyway, that is just like a funny thing to me. But like they still though they were they were um, they were for some reason it it pissed people off that like. Uh, like a, a heavy set woman or per, just person would like is is now <laughs> the person like selling the soap in the mm-hmm. ad then like and it's funny because when you think about it from either perspectives like why does anyone need to be like a size zero or a size 85 why does to anyone like care? sell a yeah. bar of soap right yeah <laughs> why does it matter yeah but I, but I say that because Dove in my memory is one of the first companies I can remember where there was like a lot of controversy between like, uh, you know, cause like all sorts of people would be like, oh, and, and, and this is one of the few issues that like, it's not even necessarily like left or right. Like they're like, people have their opinions on health and fitness that is not necessarily like political. I've seen people on the left be like, you shouldn't promote this size person because it's just objectively of health, uh, unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've seen people on the right say like, oh, I'm fine and vice versa. Um, but, you know, I guess bringing it back to fashion, um, it's such a, it's such a clothes in general. It's such a personal thing to everyone and everyone has an opinion on clothes, whether or not they give a fuck about like what they're wearing and, and, and whatnot. But again, like, like to me, I feel like, and of course, social media helps, um, bring, I mean, good and kind of like dumb shit to the light in general, but body representation in fashion um, and, so, you know, just having different sizes. Um, I, I mean, in your eyes, what, in terms of clothing, what is the, who are the, are there like any like clear pioneers in terms of like they started doing this shit before like it became, cool's not the right word, but you know what I mean. But like socially acceptable. Yeah. Um, there's like Aerie, for example, Mm. they, they're like one of the first like lingerie brands that they don't like retouch their photos. Like, you know, you go to Victoria's Secret and like, they're like supermodels. Like these women are like so skinny and glamorous and perfect. But then you look at like Aerie and like they use like 
quote, like real women, like with real bodies, which is like, like they're all real women, but um, in with Aerie, they don't, um, they don't like airbrush them and like take away like the, the stretch marks and the cellulite. And like, they even have um, a model that's, um, she has Down syndrome, I think. Mm. So like they're way more inclusive um, and they definitely come to mind as like one of the first brands who who is really inclusive with like their models um, and like their vision and like basically the message they're sending of like it's it's okay to be normal like it's yeah. okay to not be glamorous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's <laughs> from a business perspective. Does this translate into sales? Like, yeah. it does. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Aries doing really great. Uh, Victoria's Secret is not doing great. Mm. They're slowly getting pushed out because there's, you know, right now there's a lot of a lot of people care about like social causes, and um, I feel like a lot of people are more like political now than they used to be. Yeah. So Victoria's Secret like isn't very inclusive, um, and people are starting to notice that, and like are basically boycotting it because of that. So it it definitely does help your sales if you are more inclusive mm. because people are more socially conscious yeah. now than they were, you know, 20 years ago because they didn't have to be 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, or maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I was a child, so I wouldn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like nowadays there's way more just politics in everyday conversation. Um, and like fashion has to, it just has to be part of the conversation because if like, if you're not, then like, what are you doing? Like you're just making clothes that no one needs. Right. But if, if you have a voice, you're going to have, you know, loyal customers. Mm -hmm. Mm Um, I'm trying to think of like, uh, because not in, in terms of something becoming very, very popular, it's a very, very, well, popular and sustainable, I should say. That is hard to do by accident. And yeah, and yeah you know, like, so, so that, that being said, um, do you, uh, in fashion school or I guess like just in work, uh, is it studied or analyzed like why certain brands like popped off and stayed at the top? Is it, is it like studied from a business perspective or like an artistic perspective? Yes and no. Um, it was never like I, I took like a business of fashion class, but and like we had conversations about like what like you know what's going on in the business world of mm. fashion, um, but it was only like one class. I think it would have been important to have more classes like mm-hmm. that. Um, but it's definitely a topic of conversation that a lot of fashion people have with each other of like why like why is it that this brand is so amazing like what what about it because everyone everyone wants to. Everyone wants to be the next Donatella. Right. Um, so we're always, we're constantly analyzing, like, you know, like, what is Raph Simmons doing? And why is, why is that so amazing? And or why is that so different? Or, you know, um, yeah, it's definitely a conversation a lot of people have. Yeah. And I, and I ask that because, like, I, um, 
you know, so I mean, I'm a I'm a big fan of of hip hop, and uh, hip hop and fashion world have an interesting relationship. Uh, they always have had a relationship. That being said, like I I think of um, like. Uh, People always say like, oh, Kanye in like the mid early to like somewhere around 0405. Um, he was famous for like the whole uh, ba- basically polos and and but specifically Ralph Lauren. And I like like now that I think of that, I'm like, hmm, from a business perspective, like was that that must have that, that couldn't have just been like totally random there must have been some type of like in like purposeful endorsement there or something but and i and i say that just because then i would say probably from oh it's died down some i, I would say polo ralph lauren will be a household name for quite a while but like its peak though seemed to be like right. from like oh five to like 2012 13 ish and um any so so i guess on a on a i mean that's just one company but on a basic level what what do uh fashion companies what 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 what's done deliberately to have an impact in pop culture uh there's definitely so much like advertising and merchandising that goes into it um i'm I don't like with Kanye. I don't know exactly like what happened, but I wouldn't be surprised if like they paid him to mm-hmm. wear polos mm-hmm. all the time so that it became mm-hmm. popular. Oh, and 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 uh, not to cut you off, just like an, another example, um, you know, like Nelly's song, uh, the Air Force Ones song. Right. Yeah, like 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 that had Those a major yeah. impact yeah. on both like for him and for Air Force Ones, and and obviously you know Nike they're fine regardless of whether you endorse them mm-hmm. or not. But it, it was a major moment in pop culture. And like those things, it's, it, it's not just coincidental, right? No, it's so, not. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not. Okay. No, there is, <laughs> there is an advertising mastermind behind that. Who's making the connections, who's thinking, all right, the person who wears this brand is also listening to this music. Mm. So let's put them together. And now now your fan is loyal to not just you, but also your business partner, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely not yeah. coincidental yeah. at all. Oh man, see, like now, you know, from because you know, just from my music perspective, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, um, like, I'm like making like a skit in my head of like what it must have been like if he, if like, if there was like a requirement, because because it could be like a oh. I wrote this song and put Air Force Ones in it and then like, you know, my agent heard it or something and realized there's an opportunity there to like get some type of endorsement or whatever. Or it could be like as deliberate as like you need to find a way to fit Air Force Ones into this song. And like now I'm just thinking of like, though the the the, the result might not be coincidental, I'm thinking now from the musical perspective, just... Is it like one of those like, oh, I like this and we've stumbled upon an opportunity or like the entire creation of like the song and the music video and everything like we had to fit this product mm-hmm. in the same way like a TV show is like, OK, we're sponsored by Coca-Cola in this episode. We have to find a way to like, you know, have like it's one of the characters. Both. Yeah, a little bit of it's both. It's probably both. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably also case by case. Like yeah. I, 
I can imagine that maybe like a smaller artist starts singing about like Fila shoes because they're so iconic. And then, you know, Fila's are popular again, um, you know, in a year when the small artist like becomes famous. Mm -hmm. Um, I can I can see that happening for sure. Um, So it's definitely not just one way. Mm -hmm. Like it's 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 a combination. Okay. Um, totally, totally different, uh, uh, topic, I guess, like, like just question. Cause, um, also just like in talking to you now, I'm kind of realizing that there are psychological aspects of marketing Mm -hmm. and advertising that from what we've said, it seems like fashion fundamentally have like created advertising and marketing techniques that are now used in all industries. But, but there seems to be like, there seems to be a spe- like a specific psychological grip that fashion has had, like just historically that like no other industry has had in, in terms of like, maybe the, the right place to start is exclusivity in that like, what other industry realized that exclusivity was like so desired by the company. Like, mm-hmm. I can't think of an industry that could have realized that before fashion. Like, it, it's, it's, I don't know, but I, I don't even know if this is a question, but it, it seems like there's just things in marketing on a psychological level that fashion may have like pioneered just fundamentally. Does, do you, do you, would you agree with that or? Yeah, no, I think that's that's really interesting. It's I think it has a lot to do with the fact that like everyone wears clothes. You mm-hmm. can't avoid it. Like you said, like at a certain point, like yeah. you legally have to wear clothes. Um, so it's not something that some people do and some people don't. Like it's you know like some people listen to opera, but you know not everyone does. Or some people have a Tesla, but not everyone. You know, everyone wears clothes. Um, so and it it. And like I said, too, it's it's a big part of like how you express yourself and your identity and how you identify yourself. So these these brands understand that their customers are a certain type of person. Mm. And when they when they understand their customer, they understand this is where I'm going to make the most profit is by selling to this kind of person. Right. Um, so that's where like the psychology comes behind it, where, you know, these fashion brands cater to a certain persona or personality um, and it's just what what sells best at that point right um, where am I going with this <laughs> shit where am I going with this honestly um, I mean I, I like I, I guess you just because um, you know if you go into a conversation saying like let's talk about fashion, you're just going to go into so a billion a fucking, yeah. like, you know, lanes. Because, um, I mean, like with every, almost, no, not almost, every single podcast episode, um, you know, you start off like very, very big and then realize like, fuck, there's <laughs> like a lot of, I mean, there, 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 you could have one episode just about like what shoes, like the, the way, mm-hmm. you know, the history, you know, just shoes and fashion or just dresses or whatever. But then. You know, it, it's it's. I mean, anyway, I I guess what I'm, I'm saying is that because fashion is just so aligned with, like you said, everyone wears clothes. So, um, because it's something everyone 
does, it's going to manifest into things outside of fashion mm-hmm. that it, it's just so hard to understand basically until it happens. Like I said earlier, like um, judging whether or not someone deserved or didn't deserve to be assaulted because of what they wear. Like that's not a result of fashion per se in terms of like that's not what the designers had in mm-hmm. mind. But that is like whether, you know. That's like the excuse people use right, to do that. Right, that, yeah. That's just whether it's, it's somehow connected to fashion simply because clothing is is part of the topic and and so I, I'm I'm just realizing you know myself just how much fashion has to do I mean <laughs> fucking um what well, we must have both been in what like eighth ninth grade maybe seventh or eighth grade but remember when uh they like crucified Obama for wearing a tan suit yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's like fuck like 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 now that I think about it there have been so many moments where fashion. And dictated by people who have no Who don't even know anything about fashion. But fashion has had a major impact on like shit that has nothing to do with Uh it. You know, so so that's why like my mind has just been blown. Like cause cause so much of what you're saying is making me realize like shit, fashion is like like fuck, dude. Like 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 basketball. You watch like footage of basketball players in the fifties or sixties. And, you know, the, the shorts were higher, the, the cuts on the sleeves, like it was more in, it was like here mm-hmm. instead of like here. There's a huge fucking difference when you're looking at them side by side. And um, though everyone in basketball only gives a shit about basketball, someone in that sphere mm-hmm. realized that like the fashion yeah. involved would impact like the sport itself as mm-hmm. well. So yeah. it's just, it's just interesting. Yeah. Especially in sports, like what you're wearing definitely affects your performance. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a huge thing. Like, you know, fashion designers who do like active sportswear, like that's like the main thing is how can this design perform so that, you know, the person doing the sport isn't being held back because it's not stretching with their body mm. Or there's restrictions, like they can't move their arms a certain amount. Right. Or, um, you know, like if you're a tennis player and you can't, like, you can't, like, run as, like, dive to, like, you know, hit the ball because your your skirt's too tight or something. You know, right. um, that's that's a huge thing that they have to think about. Yeah, yeah, that's that's is it's insane because like now, um, the the uh, the like cool like the pros and cons uh so far of talking to so many different people from a lot of backgrounds is um uh the part of me that that's been able to romanticize things outside of music because music is like the i'm realizing in every industry it's similar to like a magician where it's like oh you know like you don't want to tell people um you know how you're doing the trick you want it to stay magical and i'm realizing i'm kind of like spoiling for myself like the magic in a lot of these interests like or not even magic but like just realizing that like there are very few coincidences Mm -hmm. in the world Mm -hmm. just fucking in general you know what i mean and and with fashion i'm realizing that like um though i might just like reach my hand into my closet and pull out whatever fucking shirt comes out it's not quite that it's like someone still designed that. Yeah. It's someone designed that. 
Um, there's a reason why I like I'm wearing it because it, it fit in my price range. Mm-hmm. It it it, yep. it was it probably popped up on my newsfeed on some app of like, hey, like like we know what you can afford. We right. know what you're probably fucking wearing right now. Yeah. And I'm just realizing like not just in fashion, every industry that like there's just very few coincidences and and um and I guess going back to like the sports like um because um, sports fashion that's its whole whole mm-hmm. other thing mm-hmm. in the sense that like recently and again I, I know you don't watch sports but are you aware of the change in the last what six or seven years or so they uh, brought in the sleeve jerseys like so now it's 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 like a t-shirt but obviously like much higher quality than like a Hanes t-shirt mm-hmm. but it's like it's got the number and the name and everything like a jersey but like you know 2000 to 2010 they did a really good job selling the 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 sleeveless jerseys mm-hmm. um to to people but then like recently they changed to basically just like a a, a t-shirt I, I, again i know you don't watch sports but like can you do you have any idea of like what could have led to a change like that or well i guess it's probably just you know the the better people get at these sports the the more they realize i you know i need a shirt that um maybe is a little bit longer so Mm -hmm. that i don't know it catches more of my sweat or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. i don't know like uh um i wasn't entirely aware that that happened but it it probably it has to do with a performance yeah um it has to do like someone either playing the game or watching the game or producing it or whatever realize that the shirt can better serve you if if it has a a specific shape Mm -hmm. and that's that's going to constantly change like Mm -hmm. as people get better at sports or get different different techniques or like just move their bodies differently that's that's always going to be changing and improving yeah um it's you know like like what astronauts wear you know like there's never going to be the perfect spacesuit like you're constantly going to be innovating and thinking of better materials and better quality and like easier ways to like move and what you're wearing that mm-hmm. will also protect you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and and that that's and because like, in terms of the sports jerseys, that's also that also translated into the consumer, like for the consumer as well, in that like that's the jerseys they started selling for people to wear, too. And I guess to some degree, it's like depending on the lane in fashion, um, if the people who are like doing the job itself are wearing it, then people are just gonna like wear whatever the fuck it is that they're wearing. Like to some degree, obviously, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have to think about functionality when right. like I'm just shooting a hoop as a regular person, but um, I'll probably just like buy that jersey because that's what Steph wears mm-hmm. on the court. So, um, interesting. So, uh, like, no, it, it's fine now. I'm, now I'm just uh, I, I'm just realizing how much of a of an impact. Just, just I'm thinking of like Kim Jong Un. <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking the black like he wears like the all black mm-hmm. thing and um you know it, it's uh uh and and American you know networks will like criticize or you know make fun of or whatever for like what world leaders wear it's like um who 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 decided that like the Dalai Lama like who did who like decided that like that is the outfit 
that like a very spiritual monk person like it's just it's just it's just funny it's funny because like you said you know you're like i i wore this sundress because i'm coming to santa monica and i can like be like this um southern california yeah yeah the southern california yeah right it's like it's like why does a monk have to have a monk look why does a world leader have to have a world leader look um I guess the why is less important, but it's just funny that even though whether or not you work in fashion or passionate about it like yourself or you give zero fucks, we still we still judge everyone like and, and we still use fashion as like part of that criteria, like in our judgment, whether or not we care about it. And it's it's man, where, where am I? Where am I going? Uh, like, yeah, I, I guess I guess I guess like. The, the actual question I would have for you is, um, is there a moment in history when fashion became a conscious, like, a, like an industry, like it, it became an industry that was aware that fashion had an impact on people's like social status? It's always, it's always been there. Mm. I don't think it's always been there. I don't think there was a moment where people realized that. I think it was it was just always there. Um, but you also have to realize, like, what you're wearing is a representation of your spending habits, and your spending habits is a representation of your morals and ideals. Yeah. Um, so a monk is going to wear something that was probably made locally, you know, probably made by hand, probably made with natural material. So that's why it makes sense that they would wear like looser, like toga kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it just, it makes sense. Like a monk isn't going to wear, uh, you know, something you'd find at the mall because the monk doesn't go shopping at the mall. Yeah. Um, that would be <laughs> against everything he stands for. Yeah. Right. Uh, or a world leader, he, he's constantly surrounded by politicians and he's constantly on TV and giving speeches and, he needs to show that he's responsible and on top of things. And so he wears a suit because it's practical. It looks professional. Um, he's not thinking, oh, I'm, you know, I'm the president. I have to wear a suit. It's more of like, it just, you, that's just what you do. Like, it, can you imagine if, if Barack Obama was wearing like a jersey? Like, I'd fuck with it. <laughs> it would, no, it'd be hilarious. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, but you're not, you're not going to see that because it just, it doesn't make sense. Um, because a jersey is something you wear casually yeah. versus being a president is something you do. It's, it's a career. It's a, yeah. it's a profession. You have to be serious. You have to wear something that represents what you're doing yeah. um, and who you are and what your position is. And, and that goes back to, you know, like, like the Aztecs, you know, like, and, and the kind of traditional clothing that Native Americans wear. Like, of course, the, the leader is always going to be the most decadent. And because he wants to show, like, I am powerful. I have money. I can wear this. This is a symbol of my status. Um, if, if you don't have the money, you can't wear it. So you can't like, it's, it's clear that you don't have money because you can't wear it because you can't buy it, you know, like, um, I mean, nowadays you could, you know, buy something cheap and, and wear it and you could make it look expensive. Um, but 
back in the day, like there was only so many resources and so many things you could do with fabric or leather or whatever, um, that it was, it was just natural. What you wear was a representation of, of your status and your class and where you're from and what you do. Yeah. 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 And, um, I mean that, at least from my perspective, seemed to have been a more of a priority in European culture than like other otherwise. Like I don't know, I, I'm I'm Nigerian. And I feel like you know it's hot as fuck. Let's just wear shit that like makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. So you're probably not thinking about like the dopest furs. Right. Oh no. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, but like, um, shit, I guess that's interesting in itself because winter, does winter as a season inherently give more ideas and like lanes in fashion than summer as a season? Would you say like, just it's just different. It's just different? Okay, so yeah. it's not really, like, more or... It's not more or less. Okay. It's just, it's different. Yeah. Um, in winter, there definitely is more fur, heavier fabrics, like thicker sweaters, long sleeves, mm-hmm. um, wool, all of that. Um, but, you know, in the summer, you can do, like, different details that wouldn't be acceptable in the winter mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, like a certain lace you wouldn't wear in the winter cause it's so thin. Right. You're going to get, you're going to freeze, you know? So it's, it's different. It's not like more or less. Um, there's just, there's different things you can do Yeah. based yeah. on the season and like your customer, like where do they live? Yeah. You know, cause there's, there's some brands that design specifically for the New York kind of girl. Like it gets cold in the winter. Like she needs something thick, but you know, that kind of brand, probably doesn't sell very much in Florida because yeah. it's always hot there. Yeah. And so they, they have different needs. Um, yeah. So it's not like more or less, it's just different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude. Fashion's crazy. It is. It's insane. Fashion's crazy. Like now, like when I put on shirts, I'm just going to be like, Hmm. Who made this? Where did it come from? <laughs> yeah. What is it made out of? Yeah. Um, I know I've like kind of just like bounced around uh, just asking, you know, you questions or just, I don't know, just saying shit. But like, um, is there any, just anything at all from any perspective in fashion that like you think is unique or interesting or profound that like maybe you wish like, not wish or just like the average person just like knew like, is there, is there anything within fashion that you just like, man, like, I, I just wish like people understood this about this. It's industry. hard. Okay. <laughs> that it's yeah. hard. Fashion is really, yeah. really hard. It's not rocket science. We're not in, like engineers. We're, you know, we're not scientists, but it's so fast paced and specific. And there's so much pressure to be perfect all of the time. It's a very difficult career to follow. Um, and I feel like a lot of people think that fashion is just like, drawing cute outfits, but it's really not. You really have to think about the materials and what factory is going to make it and how fast can they make it? When can we get the first proto so we can make adjustments to make the second proto? And then once we perfect it, you know, 
it has to make the deadline so we can actually put it in store on this certain day because of the certain season, right? Like you can't wait too long to put this jacket on the floor because it's not going to sell in July and you don't want to be designing stuff that's not selling because then you're not going to make money. Mm. Um, And there's just so much that goes into fashion that people don't realize yeah. That I wish they knew. Like it's honestly, it's usually like really hard to talk about fashion with yeah. someone. I'm like, I like tell them like this problem I'm having and they have like the simplest solution for it. And I'm like, no, it, no. I really can't. <laughs> I wish yeah. it was, I wish it was that easy, yeah. but it's really not. Well, cause uh, to, again, to me, like the, a parallel in every industry, like a similarity in every industry is that there are just psychological aspects about like what influences a buyer or just a part, not even, maybe not even necessarily a buyer, a participator that like, you just have to understand that you don't understand because you're not mm-hmm. in that industry. Like the fuck if you, ha- if I had the answer for the fashion industry, that would be fucking weird because <laughs> I'm not in the fashion <laughs> right, industry. Right. Yeah, so that that that. Yeah, people think that because they shop that they understand how clothes are made. Yeah, that that's just not. Mm-hmm. If it were that fucking easy, I'd be rich as fuck. Right. <laughs> Everyone would be a fashion right. designer. Exactly, and so, um, yeah, that that's just that's so interesting because like now again I'm fucking I'm a scattered brain person because like now I'm just thinking about like why the fuck would you like specifically go into like the hat lane and like why did hats from like the 1920s like guys would wear with their suits like these certain hats and then we went to the baseball cap and then we the fedora like like because it's hard outside of fashion to understand if that was truly the demand of the people or like if you can just drive something hard as fuck and convince people that it's cool. I'm sure there's some middle ground there, but like, would you say overall in fashion, it is a call and response, like consumer calls, fashion industry responds, or is there like a blend of like a vice versa? Probably a blend. Hmm. Um, like, cause sometimes it feels like the consumer's just following what the fashion brands say. But honestly, the fashion brands care a lot about what the consumers will buy. So they're really listening to what the consumers want. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, it definitely goes hand in hand because without one, the other wouldn't function. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, uh, for example, like in the 40s, you know, during the war, like everyone wore super like, military-esque clothing even if they weren't in the military just because that was like the focus like that was like the priority is making sure that people in the military had clothes and if there's extra then anyone else can use that but the the fancy stuff you know the casual stuff was not the priority so everyone just looked like they were uh, you know like in the army all the time um and so that's just what everyone wore because that's what was available to purchase but it's also what people needed. Um, and But nowadays you wear something like military-esque like that. It's, it's reminiscent of that era and it, it's symbolic. Um, it's a little bit of like what, you know, how the person wants to dress, but also what's available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you said like forties and and like the the war, I like <laughs> I thought of like Captain America for some reason, <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, it, it's just, it's, yeah, fashion has no bounds in that, like, even the most serious shit, like the military for mm-hmm. every country, there is, like, a set, um, obviously, you know, they, what they have in mind more so is, like, functionality, but, like, there's there's still, like, a look, there's still, like, you're st- you still care about how it looks um, to some degree, mm-hmm. even if, like, functionality is a priority. Um, I guess... Um, In, so, so within fashion, what uh, besides just just being like, okay, I want to do this. What leads to someone working for a company versus someone um, saying, I'm going to start my own thing, just like do designs and maybe like do something else for like the sake of making money. And then I feel like I, I don't know if if you would go to fashion school for this necessarily or just take those skills from it, but it's like. Um, I dress a certain celebrity, right? Like, so like, I'm, um, there's so many lanes in fashion you can mm-hmm. go into, but what, so I guess going to the latter, the, the, the celebrity thing, um, are there aspects of, of choosing outfits for a specific person? Do do you know anyone who does that? Or does stuff like that? Like stylists? Yeah, yeah. Um, not personally. Like I, I met a stylist one time, but I, I don't um I don't like have her phone like I, I don't talk to her okay. on a yeah. basis. So no, I'm not like friends with any yeah. like professional stylists. Yeah. And 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 are, are stylists less necessarily um I guess I assumed that a stylist would have a background in fashion. But is it possible to just like It's a different background though. They don't study design. Okay. Yeah. I mean they could. Mm-hmm. You could study design and become a stylist, but that's not necess- it's not the same thing. Yeah. So so they're they're keeping up with like the business of fashion, but not necessarily like the implement implementation of like creating stuff and I guess innovating in a way. Basically what they do is they they're like the connection between the brand and the person. Um, so they have to have a really strong understanding of how fashion influences society and, and trends and how, how, you know, what clothes people are wearing and whatnot. Um, and so they'll see, you know, this brand has this kind of image uh, versus this celebrity has this kind of image and it would ro- work really well together. And so then that's why, you know, stylists make certain decisions because it just, it just makes sense. But like as a fashion designer, I'm creating the product. I'm not necessarily dressing the people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, at, once I get this, this product in stores, it's up to them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only so much I can do. Like I can't force people to buy things they don't want to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that's kind of where the stylist comes in is making the decisions of who's going to actually wear this, who's who's the best person to wear this. Um, so it's it's different. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't major in fashion design if what you want to do is is dress people because it's you have to think a little differently. Um, you have to think more of like the you know the business side mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, I guess my my. Uh well, I mean, I have like, again, a million more, but for like the sake of, of, cause I, I want to get to like you and just like what your goals are, um, with what you want to do. I'd say like my last question, just in like about fashion in, in general, um, 
would you have any insight in like the thought process behind like um who's a good example lady gaga mm -hmm. like early 2010s yeah right right great music seems like a cool ass person um like There seems, from my perspective, there seems to be a lane in fashion that like, um, or may, maybe not an entire lane, but there are moments where shock value is more important than anything else, at least from my perspective. I don't know if that's true. Perhaps like they're really, you know, when Lady Gaga wears like a goose outfit, uh -huh. may, perhaps there really is like an artistic like choice with a ton of integrity that like this person like really thought this is fucking awesome. But like from my perspective, it seems like, well, we're aware that like if she wears this, people are going to fucking talk about it. So I guess in, in um, the, the outfits where like average people like myself um, just are like, oh man, like why would someone wear that? Or like this or that. Um, obviously the outfits that make someone stand out more. Do you have any insight into like why Besides shock value, why a designer would just like do some like out there shit like that? Definitely. It's it's a perspective and a point of view. It's you're saying something like it's not it's definitely not just that you're trying to get the shock value. You're you're trying to say something. There's like this aspect of satire and like camp behind it that. Again, it's like not coincidental. Mm. You know, the reason, um, I mean, I don't know for sure because I don't know, you know, his head, but like Jeremy Scott for uh, Moschino, like he designed, like he'll do a collection that looks like Barbie. And it's like, yeah, you do it because it'll get people talking and everyone knows Barbie, like everyone, you know, everyone's familiar with it. So of course, People are like so many people are going to connect with the brand, but he he also does it because like it's it's saying something. It's it's a it's commentary. It's like there's there's more to it than just the face value of you know all the pink clothes. There's the the pop culture behind it, and um, there yeah there's. Uh, a lot to it there's it's hard to explain yeah um the the met gala in new york recently had like a camp exhibit where everything was campy um do you know what i mean by that yeah okay um and it's really interesting because these designers like they don't design camp for the sake of camp they design it for the sake of expression and being who they are and saying, I'm going to be wild and I don't care what you think. I'm going to be myself, mm. you know, with like the, you know, I'm, I'm not gay, so I don't know, like, but for the gay community, like camp is huge because it's, it's, it's a rebellion. Mm. It's almost punk in a sense. Um, because you're wearing this outrageous thing that is going to shock people. But like, and that's the point, right. but it's also like empowering, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a message behind that of liberation yeah. and freedom. And I can do this. 
because I want to. Yeah. And you can't stop me. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, people get like <laughs> violently upset when you say things that, um, like as a group, I would say, uh, you know, maybe there's 20 people, 19 people are saying this, one person's saying this because they believe in it. Um, standing out in general in any way, shape or form tends to just like piss off a group of people, but especially in fashion where it's like, I don't know, there might be 19 guys out of 20 wearing what we would consider masculine clothes. And then there's like some guy that's like, fuck it, I'm going to wear a dress. And like, for it's, it's interesting on a psychological level. Why? people get upset. Yeah, why do they get like, upset? Like, rage. Yeah. <laughs> they get so mad because someone's different. Yeah, so fucking weird. So weird. And th that, that's a that's a whole conversation. Um, I guess before moving on to you, thank you for just, like, indulging, just entertaining me. For people listening, literally, like, the first conversation we had, I was just, like, fucking belting questions at you. Yeah. Just like, oh, what about this? What about this? So, like, like I, I'm... I'm that fucking person. So thank you just for yeah. entertaining that uh, part of me. But like um, moving on to, to, to you and just like, you know, um, cause I, you, you know, you talked to me a little bit about like your, your own goals in fashion, you know, things that you want to come up with and um, share with people. So, you know, wherever you want to start, go ahead and, and talk about that. Yeah. Just, okay. Just like talk about like my goals and, and okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, I do think I want to start my own brand eventually because I, I just have so many ideas and there's, there's so many things that I, I want to put out into the world that I feel like aren't there. Um, but it's, I'm also taking my time with it because, um, I know like how hard it is to like start your own brand. Like I've, I've interned and like freelanced for like some small companies. And so I can see like, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of time and hard work that goes behind it. Like you don't just instantly become famous. Um, so I really, my goal is to just work in the fashion, fashion industry and learn as much as I can um, until I feel like I'm in a place that I'm comfortable, like going out on my own and mm -hmm. like doing my own thing. Um, so yeah, so right now I'm an assistant designer um, at Liverpool, um, Liverpool, Los Angeles. They used to be known as Liverpool Jeans. Like their website is still mm -hmm. Liverpool Jeans, but um, they technically changed the company name to Liverpool, Los Angeles. Um, and I'm learning a lot there. It's super important. Like I want to stay there like as long as I can because I feel like I have a lot to to gain from that job and a lot to learn. Um that would be super important, you know, when starting my own brand. Um, and there are some companies that are like, when when you're super big, like one person really just does one job. But in like Liverpool is still like pretty new and like still growing. So there's a lot of things that like I'm responsible for mm -hmm. that I wouldn't necessarily be responsible for in a different company or mm -hmm. a different position. So, so that's really important. Um, that I can learn that. Mm. Um, and usually in fashion, it's structured in such a way that each, each product category is like its own world. Mm. Like pe people specialize in sweaters and people specialize in outerwear, like jackets, you mm. know? Um, 
knit tops versus woven tops, completely different teams. Uh, you know, jeans is its own, denim is like its own world. Mm. Um, usually, you know, denim designers are not also designing sweaters. They're very different. It's very different expertise and knowledge that you have. So, but right now where I'm working, we do like multiple product categories. We're doing knit tops, woven tops, loungewear, and sweaters, and like a few dresses now. So that really appealed to me because I'm like this, I have the most to learn here. Like they're not only going to teach me one thing, like I'm learning everything mm. and it is overwhelming. It's a very overwhelming. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to, to get to a point where it all just like clicks, you yeah. know, and then I can start my own brand and have my ideas and fingers crossed, you know, it all works yeah. out. I mean, uh, especially in creative lanes and industries, but I mean, maybe probably in all industries, do you personally, in terms of like taking that next step, like I, I always, um, I, I said in, in the way, like for some reason I have the audacity or at some point had the audacity to believe that like I would be making a, a living playing the tuba. Um, and to some degree, do you ask yourself, I guess the, the, the technical term would be like imposter syndrome, but do you, do you ever feel that in the sense of like taking it to that next level and Desiree just making these clothes that people are wearing, like thinking of that, obviously you're able to make that vision, but does imposter syndrome ever get in the way of like truly like, I guess going about it and like really feeling that, that you can do that? Like a feeling of like, I don't really belong here kind of thing. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and, I don't, and, it, and it's, it's not like, like, and I say that because it's not like you're literally like beating yourself up saying like, oh, I can't do this. I'm, but, but simply like, um, because we all have people that we look up to and there's just that like, um, we all want to be on their level, but then when mm -hmm. you're actually taking the steps to get to their level, to some degree, there's like a fuck like. Am I supposed am to I be actually, here? Yeah, am I actually like like here? So it's not necessarily a confidence issue. It's just like a, it's a respect that you have for where you're going in that like, does that ever, does that ever get in the way of just like doing that shit and just being there? Um, well, in, in the fashion industry, there's a lot of type A people, which is, it's, it just happens that way that those are the kind of people that, go for that kind of career usually. Mm. Um, and I have like, I have some like type A aspects to my personality, but I'm also just like, my main goal in life is to just be happy and content. And so I, I don't like being stressed or I, you know, sometimes fast paced can be fine. And like, it's, I, I do prefer fast pace versus, you know, slow pace. Like I get bored. Um, but there's a certain point in which I'm a little, I feel like I'm a little different from these, you know, type A people in the industry that are loud and opinionated mm. and assertive. Um, I'm not like that. Um, like I have big ideas. I have my opinions and I have something to say, but 
I'm probably going to say it quietly and respectfully, you know? Um, So there's, it's always like a kind of feeling of like, am I in the right place? Am I the right person? Mm -hmm. Like, is is someone with my personality going to make it far? I don't know. And, and sometimes being like working in fashion almost feels like you're trying to be an actress. Like it Mm. it feels like a similar kind of struggle to like modeling, like people expect you to have this certain type of personality for this job. You have to be high energy and you have to be assertive and you have to be type A to succeed. Um, you know, like all the big fashion designers, you know, are so just loud and out there and outrageous. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, it's a little, yeah. Sometimes I have that, that moment of, am I in the right place? Am I like, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, and again, like, there, what you're saying is there are so many parallels to mm-hmm. other industries. Um, yeah. There are leaders that are really great at giving speeches and doing like leader type shit. But we've had notable leaders that are also like more reserved, like yeah. quiet. And, and you know, they, 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 they don't say much, but every time they say something, it's fucking huge. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I know you don't, you know, keep up with basketball like Kawhi Leonard is a good example uh he is uh athletes in general kind of have this like uh, in terms of being marketable there's like an expectation of being super fucking charismatic super like just like I'm the king I'm the fucking champ and Kawhi is kind of like I play basketball and it's nice that's that's more of his like but he's fucking great He's been a top five player in the league uh, probably every year uh, of his career as a starter, I would say. And um, but he is well known. He's a household name, but he did it in his way of being like a really quiet athlete, which is not fucking typical like at all. Um, outside of sports, you got. Um, uh, fuck. Who's a good example? Um, I would say Kendrick Lamar, not your typical rapper of like, I'm in the club, I'm fucking, you know, there's not really that many clips of him like, you know, making it rain on like the strippers and shit. (laughs) But like he found that lane of like, uh, because he doesn't really seem to like the celebrity aspect of what he does, but he still found, um, I guess my point in terms of, you know, just kind of how you describe yourself is like, like there's there's these people in every industry that um find a way to make their like themness somehow like something like they find a way to make people realize that like oh you actually relate to me more than like you thought mm-hmm. and um the, like I, I think you're absolutely right in that it is easy to be like the loudmouthed person that's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to catch your attention by that. But I guess it just requires more thought and awareness to like be able to do that in your own way and like in a quieter way. But it's definitely possible. It's definitely yeah. doable. Um, There's different strengths that come with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's it's and it's I mean it's, it's funny because like the people that are like less loud <laughs> tend to be the people that actually know what the fuck they're doing. I hope um, that's true. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, like charisma masks a lot of faults in a in yeah. a per, like like there like there's a there's people <laughs> there's people that like I consciously have been like oh you know I'm not like a big fan of them but like when I'm around them because they're so charismatic I'll like forget that like in principle I'm not a big fan of them but they just have this like electricness mm. that like right. you know it's but that doesn't last for long because like you need substance at right. some point right. it doesn't last for long but it is there it there is value to that but like mm-hmm. I mean I would say this isn't really advice it's more so like a, a observation that like with whatever you're you want to do or, or creating like substance outlasts bullshit. Mm-hmm. Just that like bullshit gets you in the door, convinces a right. couple people that like you're legit, but substance like actually keeps you there, you right. know? So, and just in talking to you, um, clearly you're a super thoughtful person and, you know, those thoughts are just gonna, you know, just, they gotta go from here to here, yeah. you know? And obviously, just like with time, that's gonna happen. And um, um, man, I, I guess you know, because I know we're we're like kind of getting close to the time. But like before we run out, because this is also another thing I thought was interesting uh, with you. Because I mean, you kind of just talked a little bit about um, like what you're doing and just like your thought process behind that. And um, you know, not not also just what you're doing, but you're also aware of like who you are and like how that impacts what you're trying to do. So, and I say that because you, you write poetry and, you know, you, you put your thoughts on paper and, and stuff like that. So, um, not that you necessarily do it for this purpose of like, you know, fashion or whatever. It seems to be like its own separate, uh, uh mm-hmm. passion. It's its own outlet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but how did that, how did that, how did that come into the picture? When I was, um, like, in high school, like, trying to decide what I want to do for college, like, writing was definitely, it was either writing or fashion. Um, And that was tough because there's not a lot of schools that have both, Mm. that are strong in both. Um, Like, SCAD has, like, a a writing program, but it's definitely, like, it's, it's, like, number four in the country for fashion. But for writing, it's, like... I have no idea. It's just, mm-hmm. it's another writing school. Like if I wanted to, if I really wanted to be a writer, I probably wouldn't go to SCAD. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, something about, it's, well, it's all about the fantasy and creating a story, you know, like as a writer, I can, I can do that. I can create that fantasy right. similar to in fashion, you know, I can, I can make a fantasy for people um, you know, a runway show is is like a film, you know, it's exciting. Um, hmm. So I don't really know where it comes from, but it's it's kind of also just always been there. It just so happens the fashion won out. It was yeah. it was louder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So interesting. <laughs> uh, it's. Especially with the art artists, at the end of the day, it seems like creating an experience for people tends to be like the big picture at the end of the day. 
like with you, it's clothes and, and fashion and, you know, I guess optics uh, are involved in that. For me, it's sonically and um, trying to maybe come up with a song that gets somebody to like lose themselves. Mm -hmm. You're trying to come up with an outfit that gets someone to lose themselves. Yeah. We're all trying to like create, I won't say an alternate. Like I, I feel like alternate doesn't do justice to like what we're trying to create in terms of, I was going to say alternate reality, but it's more than that. It's, it's, it's a reality where you love yourself and your life, the amount that like you kind of should all the time, but it's like, if we can create those moments where we're responsible for the peak of that, we've done our jobs. Like you create that outfit that like gives someone peak mm -hmm. confidence that it should be that all the time. But realistically, we're humans. Right. We have fluctuations and shit in terms of our confidence, in terms of what we think, you know, we can and can't do. And for me, if it's like, you know, giving a, a show as a musician and where, um, you know, it, it's it's. Uh, it, yeah, it's amazing. That's my point. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. what, But, you know. I, at least where my mind is, it's been really cool seeing um, within the arts and outside, like the like that, like at the end of the day, we're really trying to accomplish the same thing in our communities and yeah. society as as people. It's just like create something that like people connect with. It enhance, yeah. Mm -hmm. It enhances people's lives. It yeah. enhances people's experience and. Um, this is cool as fuck. Um, I guess, I guess, like, lastly, um, God, I, and trust me, like, there's, there's, there's so much more in, in uh, uh, the fashion world and just, like, just you in general that I, I, I want to know. But, like, is there, we've talked, we've, so we've talked about, like, yeah, we've talked about body image, we've talked mm -hmm. about, um, the business aspect of, of, of fashion, uh, we talked about a, 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 a lot of things. Is there, you being someone who like really actually knows what the fuck <laughs> you're talking about, because um, I know I've already asked you like, what do you think average people should know? But like what, what, what if anything has been left out? What's been left out? I always feel like we're missing the point of like fashion. Mm -hmm. Like I always feel like people don't get why it's so magical. Like, I mean, we kind of have talked about this, but it's, it's a form of art, you know, it's, it's a form of expression and, it really is like for me it's a it's a fantasy it's it's a whole world and and for me fashion should be about like confidence and and taking you places you've never been um and so many people just just care about the business side or just care about what's selling or how expensive something is or the image or what you know the message behind it and it's like can we just can we all just like wear things that make us happy mm -hmm. like why why do we care so much about all the business stuff and why don't we care more about like you know like if you want to dress up in a princess 
dress when you go grocery shopping? Like, why isn't that a thing? Why can't we do that? I, you know, I want to do that. Like if I had my own fashion brand, it would, it would probably be like really, probably a little campy and over the top and girly, like aggressively girly, um, and, and comfortable. Um, cause to me, like that's, that's what it's about is, is just being yourself and having fun. You know, it should be, it should be more fun. Like we take it way too seriously. We think about it way too much. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I wish people would like understand like how, how liberating clothing can be yeah. and how we should stop seeing it as just money. Yeah. Even though, like, is it's a product, of course, and you know you have to sell to be able to make a living, but uh, I feel like money's a little bit too important right now, um, and it 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 shouldn't be. Mm. Like, as long as I feel like as long as you're making some kind of profit, like that that should be good. But there's these companies that want to make maximum profit and cut corners and use cheap fabrics and hire people and like barely pay them. And it's just terrible. Um, Damn. Like, why can't we just go back to the heart of like why we're designing this? Yeah. 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 Shit, dude. <laughs> Yo, after this episode, I don't know if like I should embrace all the shit in my closet more, just like toss everything out, just get some <laughs> new shit. Like I literally, I, I, I don't know. I'll have to... I have to think about that, but like, it's, um, I definitely encourage people to, uh, wear more natural fabrics, mm. you know, try to avoid polyester if mm. you can, cause we don't need any more plastic in this world. Yeah. Um, but it's also a tough conversation cause with, you know, cotton comes a lot of problems of like pesticides that they use, like when they're actually growing the cotton, you know, yeah. and that's its own whole problem. But I, Personally, I try to avoid synthetic fabrics as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and I also encourage people to like thrift shop as much as possible, yeah. you know, because then you're giving the garment a second life instead of it ending up in a landfill somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. nice. <laughs> yeah. I, that's seriously, though, um, uh, similar to um, it's just there's there's other lanes. Uh, again, I, I would I would put arts is a is a big ass umbrella and i, I would mm -hmm. definitely put fashion um under um though there is a lot of shit under fashion i would put fashion under arts as a whole um just in the sense like like I, talking to some dancers uh talking to to you uh, as someone in the fashion industry and a couple other people in other industries um it's it's overwhelming when you realize how much of an impact things, whether you care about or don't care about or think about or never think about, like it, it just all makes an impact. Like you, for me, I'm wearing a shirt and for <laughs> you, like that's your life. Yeah. That, that, that's, fuck, it's just insane. Like, like that, it sounds basic, but when you really... 
you know, you walked in here, there was a song playing. Like that's that's my that's like what I do. It's like it's a song. Music, yeah. yeah. You know, and and um last thing I'll say about uh the just like music and fashion, which is interesting to me, is that I have realized that there is a conscious music choice that goes with yeah. fashion. Um like like in that First of all, that, that we'll have to bring you back because that's a whole other <laughs> yeah. episode in terms of how music and fashion has so worked closely, together. Yeah. But I've noticed that like going to Aeropostale, you'll have like punk bands or like blue, like 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 more grassroots, like bluegrass, like artists in general playing. Then you go to like higher fashion stores. And I've just always noticed like okay, there's like this like real nice like house music, like it's got this nice bounce or it's like, you know, just like shit in different languages because for the American consumer, right. if it's in a different language, it's fucking fancy. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> it doesn't even matter like what. Or exotic. Yeah, 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 it's like, exactly. But like, oh my God, like some like French song and you're buying a shirt. It's like, yeah, fuck, like this is a legit yeah. place. So again, that's like a whole other yeah. uh, episode in terms of like how music and fashion, obviously the runways and shit like that and like the the, the role music plays, but. I've, I've actually always felt very like connected with like punk rock and like mm. how that goes hand in hand with like fashion and like feminism and how that's all like together and like, yeah. you know, third wave feminism, like how that all grew together yeah. really. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that would be fun to talk more about. Yeah. Cool. Um, to everyone listening and to you, Desiree, again, just thank you for, for entertaining me. This is, this is just my fucking brain in real time. Just like, I'm just, you know, uh, like I've said before, the podcast is just an excuse to trap people and ask them a fuck ton of questions. Um, you're a lot better than Google. So thank you. Um, and yeah, so, you know, like, yeah, I'm just, like, overwhelmed by, like, how yeah. much, like, because so much of what you said is, like, is just, I'm, I'm just getting so many thoughts mm -hmm. into just, like, the, the impacts of fashion that I did not yeah. realize had. Trust me, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking <laughs> insane. Um, anyway, to, yeah, people listening, thank you. Uh, this is a song called Life. We're out. Peace. Goodbye. Goodbye.